We'll do Aussie Tech Heads episode 648 on the 5th of September. I've nearly got the date wrong, 2019. Uh, thanks to Will and Jace for stepping in last week. Had another great show, so thanks for those. The dynamic podcast duo. Uh, we are brought to you by startnewcompany.com.au. Register your company fast, easy and direct with ASIC. So there we go, a little graphic for the YouTubers. Uh, all docs provided, your constitution, your minutes and all that, etc., etc. Uh, for your download at, at any time, whether it be straight away or later on, it, costs, it takes about 10 minutes to register your company with ASIC. So uh, why not jump in and uh, get started? If you're an accountant or other professional, you can also brand your documents uh, with your company name. So coming soon, AB, oh, ABNs, you can always, always, already do ABNs, but coming soon is TFN and Trusts. Good stuff. And also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. So fast SSD server, or drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, domain registration and more. And clock faces by Aussie Byte. If you've got a Fitbit, you might want to go along to the Fitbit app gallery. And uh, have a look in there. Use the purchase code ATH19 and you'll get a 33% off. Thanks to Jace. It's the biggest seller. It's the biggest selling big weather app on the Fitbit app gallery. So there you go. Good stuff. Good on you, Jace. Now, um, what else is going on? Uh, We've got a special guest. It's Paul. How you going, Paul? Howdy, Lynn. How you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for stepping in. Jordan's a bit uh, croaky this week. So uh, it's good to... Good that you were available and, uh, yeah, want to have a chat. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not cracky. You think I might have been after being in the snow uh, a week ago. A week ago, was it? Yeah, uh, last, yes. last Monday we came back. Yeah, yeah. And, and what have you been up to since then? Just busy? Oh, just trying to play catch-up. I was trying to get back into work mode first and then just trying to play catch-up on, on the stuff that I didn't uh, get done while I was gone. Right. Fair enough. Good stuff. Um, all right. So let's... Let's go with, um, oh, okay, what I'll do, what I wanted to ask everyone, I've got my little notes here, they're just coming up. Look, we might have a bit of a echo in the Facebook, so I don't know what we're going to do there. You know, if you can't put up with it, I'm not going to muck around with it this week, <laughs> so we've got to move, we've got to keep moving. If it's too much, I'll just tell me if it's too much. If it's unlistenable, I'll just switch Facebook off. Uh, Did someone comment, someone comment on Facebook, do they? Yep, yeah. Right. Uh, Justin, so thanks, Justin, but um, I don't know why we have these issues. <laughs> I've just got no idea. I thought I'd sorted them, but obviously not. Uh, anyone watching the video on iTunes download? I put a video up on iTunes as well as YouTube. Uh, if you're watching it, or, or if you're not, if you're watching the video anywhere but uh, YouTube, can you let us know? Because I'm thinking about discontinuing it, because uh, it just takes a bit of time to do two lots of videos, a high res and a low res. So if, if you're watching it on uh, anything else but YouTube, let me know, and I'll keep doing it. And uh, also, I want to congratulate Michael and the boys down at the Aussie Max Zone for reaching 300 episodes. So I went, I went oh. and uh, had a little chat to them last Monday on their episode 300, and it was great. Good to good to have a chat with Michael, Zahn, and Garth. Yeah, it was good stuff. Good so stuff. Get, check that one out. That'll be on the radio this week, Paul, for you to listen to. Max Zone? Yeah, on the uh, Aussie Tech Radio. Yeah, I don't think I'll be uh, listening to Max Zone too much. No, oh, that's right. You're not really into that, are you? Do you turn the no, radio not, off no. when? That, do you turn the radio off when that comes on? Pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a heavy, I'm a heavy Windows uh, fanatic. Right. Right. So, like, I don't even use uh, Linux or Unix all that much. I have used it, but Windows is uh, more my thing. 
Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, Windows is my scene as well. But look, I do have Macs. Yeah, as you all know, I've got the iPhone. I'm back on the iPhone. Were you here last week or when I said yeah, I was? No, I, I did. It was a year before you. Uh, the, sorry. Week the week before. before you mentioned that you uh, have retired your uh, Xiaomi to uh, the cupboard and you've gone to uh, back to iPhone. That's right. Well, I have. But look, speaking of iPhone, there's a couple of mobile stories and um, probably Apple stories this week. Um, there's nothing else really going on at the moment. I think everyone's just gone quiet for the Apple event that's coming up next week. But Apple is uh, what, going. Apple event? Is that the uh, W, whatever it is? Yeah, whatever they do. Oh, in... no, the release of the new phone. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's what I'm waiting for to see what comes out, you know, because there's no point in buying a new one now. Might be able to get the 10 cheaper or, the, you know, get the 11 for the same price as the 10 it is now. Yeah, or, so, or the XR. Yeah, yeah, probably looking at the XR, but we'll see what happens, see what happens next week. But yeah, look, yeah. But, uh, the Apple is to supply iPhone parts to independent repair businesses. Now, this is something a bit new. Uh, Apple said on last week that qualified independent repair businesses will now be able to get access to out-of-warranty iPhone parts. So the authorised service providers uh, receive access to both in-warranty parts and out-of-warranty parts for all Apple products. The Apple announcement only mentions making out-of-warranty parts available to non-authorised service providers and only mentions providing parts to the iPhone. So that's interesting uh, because, like, you know, there's been a bit of a mucking around with um, iPhones and the ACCC and, you know, and people, the Apple bricking the phones because the fingerprint sensor's been removed or replaced or something else the screen's been removed or replaced but the original sensor's been put back and then the phone's just bricked anyway so i wonder if this is something to um try and counteract that uh, that's been an ongoing uh discussion for quite some time the um third-party repairer um uh, game isn't it is that it's mm. associated with uh, allowing people other than apple to do repairs qualified apple people yeah well it looks at, from what it says here it's uh, yeah that's the more of the unauthorised repairers, access to uh, unique or original parts. But it looks like only from outside. Uh, oh, okay, from so it is a little different because that's not repairing, that's more to do with the parts. Mm. Yeah, so look, I've got to, if I can get these, get this screen up, we can have a look at a bit of a story. Oh, look, it's too big. Squeeze that in there. <laughs> like that. There we go. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it just goes on to say, yeah, they, uh, uh, yeah, the Independent re- Repair Provider Program. It's free to join, but repair shops will be required to have an Apple certified technician on staff. So qualifying repair businesses will receive Apple genuine parts, tools, training, repair manuals and diagnostics at the same time uh, as the authorised Apple repairers, Apple said in the news release. So that's a big change because they like to keep all this sort of stuff in-house, don't they? Yeah, so, yeah, and that's a bit of a surprise actually because... Uh, they're, going to, they're actually going to supply supply um, supply the the notes for repair too. Yeah, That's a little surprising. Mm. Well, I guess they've you know they've does it cause too much trouble if you're not going to you know use the parts or supply the parts? There's a lot of upset people. You know, if your iPhone five had a cracked screen or needed a battery replacement, and you took it in to get repaired, and all of a sudden it's bricked, you're not going to be very happy. And it's no fault of the repairer. But, like, why wouldn't they? You know, like, oh, what was it today? Like, I had a mate ring me up and say, oh, he bought the bought this Apple Mac on eBay, 2015 model. And so when he got yeah. it home, he went in to replace the hard drive with an SSD, you know, like just, you know, yep. uh, speed it up. And uh, it wouldn't work. It had come up with a big lock symbol on it. 
you know, because Gee. because uh, the person who owned it had, had like you know probably similar something to BitLocker on the PC. Yeah, yeah. I think Max was it. So sorry, this was a Mac, Mac computer laptop. Yeah, a, a Mac. Yeah, iMac. That's right. iMac. Gee, okay. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know that you could lock them down like that, but that just replaced parts, and you know, get that come up. Yeah, we tried to well, he tried to put the the SSD and it wouldn't boot from the SSD. So he got that lock and he couldn't go into the disk utility or anything like that. Uh, but when he put the original drive back in, it all worked. So somehow there was a code that married the, you know, like, like the BitLocker thing or the CMOS password or something like that on a PC. Um, yeah, it's similar technology to one of those. Yeah. Yeah. So probably uh, more CMOS because the hard drives are pretty low level. Mm. So anyway, um, luckily enough for him, the where he got it off eBay, uh, they had a 30-day money-back guarantee. So he said, well, I can't get into it. He took it over to the Apple shop and they said, uh-uh, we need the original purchase receipt. And uh, of, of what? The, of I'm, the computer? Yeah, of the iMac. Yeah. The eBay receipt <laughs> wasn't good enough. <laughs> so, But I guess which is fair enough because it's uh, it's for security, isn't it? Like It's the same with iPhones. If someone steals your iPhone these days, they can't use it. Like, yeah, it's it, most a lot of phones. The Google's got their own equivalent, and got their own equivalent in the um, the lockdown uh, side of. I forget what it's called. Uh, it's yeah, the they, 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 a lot of computers and phones have something similar to uh, stop. If it's stolen, you can lock it down. Mm. Yeah, and I think uh, I think look, Apple's probably got the the most secure part of it because yeah, look. Look, it's probably fair enough. And, you know, the guy who the guy who he bought it off apparently bought it at an auction. So, you know, this guy's just buying stuff cheap, reselling on eBay. But um, and mm. in this particular instance, he got he sold this iMac to me mate who was probably smart enough to want to even try and replace the drive uh, because he knew, you know, being four or five or six years old at the Mac, they knew that the drive was going to fail one day. So he goes, well, let's just start off and make it faster, put an SSD in it, but didn't like it. Uh, so he's going to send it back. Yeah. So, because okay. um, you know, I've sold an iPhone on Gumtree. You know, you, you, the bloke or chick comes around and they just say, "Oh, f-, you know, they look at find my phone, make sure it's all off, and all this sort of stuff." Yeah, and, yeah. Because you've got to, I guess, these days. Yep. But yeah, you you don't see too many CMOS locks, do you, Paul? No, a lot of people because by, by default CMOSs aren't locked, um, and if. I don't think I've come across any really. Um, that's a pretty low level lock. Uh, yeah, it's easily easily removed. You can yeah, you just you can just do a uh, jump yeah. uh, jump on a motherboard if it's a desktop or a laptop. Probably a little more difficult, but there'd be a there'd be a workaround, I reckon. I think the BitLocker. Uh, I'm not sure if the BitLocker actually renders the computer useless. It might just be no, that drive. It renders the data the data inaccessible. Yes, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just the drive. So the computer, you could put another drive and still use the computer, but Max have gone the extra step and, um, yeah, tied it all together and said, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, yeah, interesting. That was an interesting story from, yeah. But, uh, look, I did a found a survey this week of 50 of the best places to work uh, as ranked by Great Place. Now, I'll get this up on the screen so we can have a look as, at As in cities or actual businesses to work? Uh, businesses, because it went through different categories of uh, depending on how many employees that you had. 
and let's, oh, yeah. so let's have a look. So, so the fifty best places to work. So if we go from let's go to start with under a hundred employees. No, there's no employees. What's what do we get there? Oh, oh, there's uh, Aussie tickets. Just me. <laughs> or me, anti-competitive. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I reckon my place is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, you, you know, you get a lot of fresh air on that little electric bike of yours, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah. How's that thing going? Still pumping along? It is, yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. Um, uh, probably put a bit of a plug in for Dillinger electric bikes on the Gold Coast near you. Oh, yeah. They're in Surface uh, or somewhere? Is that where they're they in? They're uh, in Southport, actually. Oh, that's right. That's, that, that's where that's where the uh, but the mind you, they'll deliver to anywhere in Australia, the world, I think, actually. Right. But uh, they're a bit of a leader in the uh, in the uh, the electric bike field, or with retrofitting, anyway. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because you had, you had a couple of issues, didn't you? Like about a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah. When you when you when you're retrofitting anything, you can retro retro retrofit a car. You put a, 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 a Corolla. You stick a turbo twin turbo supercharger in a Corolla, like retrofit that. And you're going to have issues because they were never designed to do it. And mm. the same with a bike. If you, my, my bike was actually, would you believe my bike is nearly? In fact, I think it's 20 years old. Yeah, the actual right. uh, frame, the base of it, and I retrofitted the uh, electric motor to it. And it was never designed for. There's no such thing as electric motors on bikes back in those days. No, it was and, all uh, all leg power, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and leg power cannot get the torque that I. We're not going to talk that a, a motor could potentially get. Right. And what happened to yours? That the motor burnt out or something? Is that what happened? Oh, well, I've had, I've, had a, I've had a few. I've been using electric motor, electric uh, retrofits on bikes for about uh, eight years now, for quite a while. Mm. And, um, yeah, basically, I, I must have done 20, 30, 40,000 kilometres on this, this one, and the cogs just decided to wear out and... Instead of just quietly wearing out and just uh, sitting over there, there was a big crunch, bang, bang, crunch, crunch, crunch. And the next thing, uh, I got a feeling all of my cogs were shot to pieces. Yeah, right. It was just, it was, it was time for me to upgrade to a, a more efficient, better, bigger system. Mm. And uh, what I've got now suits me down to the ground. Yeah, it's also like, uh, like Toowoomba wouldn't be too uh, congested traffic wise, would it? But you can No, still- well, it is. Well, we had this thing called uh, the highway that goes through the middle. But as of this weekend, they're going to be opening up our. Uh, a, uh, it's quite a benchmark for Toowoomba, the Toowoomba Second Range Crossing. Right, okay. There's been millions of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions, possibly billions, I don't know, but it's a lot of money has been spent on it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's a big thing for Toowoomba. It's actually going to get a lot of the traffic out of the city because uh, it really doesn't do anything for, the, for those that live here uh, having trucks going through. They generally don't stop. So they're not really bringing income into the city. They're just uh, running through. Bringing congestion in our city. So, um, so I was actually going to ride. I was going to uh, do the second range crossing ride. It was like a an opening day thing, but it's a bit too expensive for my liking. I'm a bit of a skinflint here, so hmm. I'll wait till it's open and then I'll go for a wander on a day. Yeah, and and so the crossing is over or under or a bit of both. Or it's just- a viaduct. It's actually uh, it goes to. Um, you know where Grantham is, Grantham, uh, you know, Helen and Grantham, that's where, the, where there, there's a lot of the flooding and people Water died problems, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's actually, um, from there, it actually goes onto a raised road, which actually becomes a viaduct, which is, oh, I don't know, it could be 50, 50 metres high, some of the viaduct, which mm. actually slowly slopes up to the, uh, up, up the range, to, off to one side of the city and goes around the city. Right. And did you say it was a toll road? 
Well, it is. A, I didn't say it's a toll road, but yeah, it will be when it's finished, when it's uh, all up and running. Yeah, right. And it's, it's not going to be cheap. I think for people, people live in Toowoomba have no reason to use it, so therefore they're not going to care whether there's a toll on it. Yeah. But I think it's going to be about three or four or five dollars for um, a car to do the full length of it, or for trucks, we're looking at. Uh, I think it's twenty-five dollars for a truck to drive on it. So it's holy jeez, that's crazy, isn't it? Like, but the, the, the range, the Swimber range is pretty tough on trucks. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I guess it would be. It's a, it's a long way up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a steep, it's, the problem is not the height. The, the problem is the steepness of the range. Mm. Yeah, I haven't been to I haven't been to Toowoomba for years, probably, I don't know, 30 or 40 years. Well, we've got, we got our <laughs> Carnival Flowers coming up, mate. Carnival of Flowers? Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, bloody uh, break out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, don't come here then. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, getting back to the best uh, places to work. Yeah. And uh, Toowoomba should yeah. be at the top of everyone's list. And uh, Absolutely. Or maybe maybe Rabina should be at the top. Toowoomba a close second. Yes, there's a good guy in Rabina. Yeah, <laughs> so are you. But there's a, um, the number one for underemployees is Avenue Dental. Okay, well, let's have a look at their little uh, webpage then, see what they're all about. Avenue Dental is a group of dentists uh, with practices covering the Sunshine Coast. They've developed a strong reputation for great quality dentistry in a friendly, comfortable, caring environment. There we go. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Avenue Dental. Oh, geez. Then the uh, the next one. It's going to be something like Google or Microsoft. Oh, no, they don't have under, under 50, do they? Yeah. Well, the next one is Log Me In Australia. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, a couple well, of. Log Me In, I reckon. Log Me In, I reckon, must be doing a bit tough because um, they're no cheaper. Or they're not a. Uh, I, I used to use Log Me In. I moved across to TeamViewer, as you know. Hmm. And because um, they were roughly about the same price, TeamViewer was a bit cheaper than them. And uh, I reckon they would have lost a bit of business because they used to be really good value for money. Yeah, and then yeah, now, now yeah. they're they're not as competitive. Yeah, I had the same experience. Yeah, but I should point something out. Have you ever got uh, tech support from like remote support from Telstra or uh, Microsoft? From Microsoft, two, yeah, two massive companies. They actually used LogMeIn Rescue, which is a is one of LogMeIn's products. Um, for their remote support, they don't, they don't use their own. They don't their have own. their own. Probably, probably, <laughs> probably fails too much. <laughs> yeah, so that's something they I use third party. Yeah, because I remember oh, oh, a year ago or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, I got some support from Microsoft. The log me in window uh, popped up, but it looks yeah. like they might have yeah flicked them a few extra dollars, and now it's it's white labelled. It's all Microsoft. No, uh, I think you'll find. Um, I was talking to them recently, and they they um, do have LogMeIn Rescue still uh, up there. Oh, because all all I did last time was you just uh, hit the start button on your keyboard and type "Join me" or something, or "Join in" or something, and that kicks off the Microsoft program. When's last time you did that? A uh, month ago. Not long oh, okay. ago. Well, yeah. I'm not using a "Join me." Maybe I don't have that on my computer. They just tell me to go download an applet. Uh, a, a, an exe- a single executable file called Log Me and Rescue from the internet, and uh, we go from there. Now I'm just typing in join. Now that didn't. No, uh, it's mustn't be join. It's it's something like that though, uh, because let's be trying remote. Join no. me sounds right. That's join me is also a product. I yeah, think, which yes. is uh, uh, Log Me in product as well. Right, but but I when I typed it into the search bar in the Windows, it came up straight away. But it's not today, so I must have it wrong. But it's uh, it's 
something like that. But anyway, uh, look, other other companies. Let's get let's buzz through these. Yeah, things. yeah, we, we're making slow progress. Yeah, so log me in and look. Half of these companies I've never heard of are Incentra, uh, Amicus, Cobil, uh, Cobuild, SC Johnson and Son, Versa. How far down? I've heard of SC Johnson. That's the uh, Bando people, isn't it? Well, is that? I thought that was Johnson and Johnson. Oh, oh true. Must I think be I've the heard same. of SC Johnson. Yeah, that, for a bit of, oh no, that doesn't sound right. I don't know. Yeah, but blah, that logo blah, blah. looks a bit like the Johnson and Johnson logo. Yeah, a little bit. But um, yeah, but that's that's them anyway. But like, yeah, so that's the top, pretty much the top ten. Uh, yeah. Mars. So not many tech companies there. Okay, let's go to. Yeah, tech's a bit of rubbish. Oh, that's under tech's a bit of rubbish industry working. I think. Yeah, let's go. Hundred to a thousand employees. You got Striker number one. What's Striker? Striker is a medical technology industry leader with offices in five Australian states and New Zealand. Well, there you go. That's Striker. There you uh, go. Then we've got uh, Canva. We've heard of Canva. Everyone well, you know, Canva. You know Canva's Australian? Yeah, I know. I only found that That's out great. the other week. You might have said it. No, um, no I don't think so. Um, yeah, Intuit? Yeah, in, Intuit, as in the Reckon, or they used to be associated with Reckon, didn't they? Mm. And I think also that, uh, you know, when you go to look for themes and stuff, uh, Theme Forest or Invato, I, I think I even think, yeah, there, there's Invato. They come at number seven. They're, they're Australian too. I think they're based you know, out of Melbourne, yeah, somewhere down I there. I feeling Australia's not a bad place to work. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, I, what was it? A couple of months ago, we had that story that Zoho was uh, moving out of Sydney into Byron Bay. Yeah, so. yeah, and we've actually got—I don't know—we've uh, got a tech company has um, come to Toowoomba to all places too, uh, partially because we've got a new data centre here. Right. Um, but they're an actual uh, a fairly big Australian software uh, developing company. I haven't heard of them before, but it doesn't make them small. Small. Mm. Yeah, right. Um, uh, so taking out the big boys, over a thousand employees. You have got Salesforce, Must of course. Sounds like a big, nice place to work. Then uh, number two, Cisco, uh, Hilton, Mecca Brands. Cisco. I've got a nephew. I've got a uh, my niece's uh, uh, husband. Which one, is that? My nephew? No, my niece's husband uh, has been working for Cisco and for about six months. He, a, he uh, got out of Australia Union uh, into Cisco, and he's over in Los Angeles at the moment, partying. Nice. I mean, um, doing training. Yeah, right. Oh, cool. Yeah, so look, there must be some uh, some nice places to work. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. All right. Now, uh, look, getting back to these Macs for a minute, uh, this is something that just came up on the Mac Zone that I did on Monday, uh, but I thought it was worth to bring it up here just in case. A bit of a bit of a heads up, I guess. But uh, Virgin Australia has banned all MacBooks uh, from the checked-in luggage. Yeah, I heard that. Mm-hmm. Because they're afraid they're going to blow up, I suppose. And even yeah. if you take them on the plane with you, you're not allowed to turn them on. Really? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. That's what I heard. Yeah, right. Because Michael was saying that uh, you're allowed if you if you get a you can get a certificate or something from Apple to say that the battery's been replaced uh, and it's not a danger and blah blah. And I think they might let you yeah, get you on there. Probably also get a certificate to say the battery's been removed. Right. Yes. That wouldn't be very useful though without a battery. No, and they're pretty much sealed units, so that'd be really um, inconvenient. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, being facetious, I'm being facetious here. Yeah. So, uh, but apparently, the reason why they banned them all was because you know that the the hostesses or the check in or whoever the the staff, well, or even me or you, probably just can't look at one, can't go. That's the model that had the bad battery. You know, no. you can't tell. So they just all blanket coverage. Yeah. 
So they've banned passengers from bringing all Apple MacBook models into their checked-in baggage. Uh, the the Virgin cited Apple's wor- worldwide recall of older generation 15-inch MacBooks in June after discovering that the lithium-ion batteries could overheat, causing a fire. Yeah. Customers can check their device's serial number on the Apple's website, and there's a link in the show notes, to see if it's eligible for a free battery replacement. Uh, Virgin Australia warned customers that all MacBook models will be restricted to carry-on luggage until further notice. You know, you know they're picking on an Apple. They're picking on an Apple here, but surely Apple's not the only one that's had this trouble with their laptops. So how come they're not picking on anyone else? Yeah, don't know, don't know. Because I think there are others like HP. They had some issues, and yeah, I remember Sony. I remember early stages. Sony had issues, and I didn't. There wasn't a blanket ban on all Sony laptops, was there? No, no, not at that time. No. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. So it must be because if you chuck them in under the in the you know, under the plane, what is the 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 pressure must must be no, worse for them or something? I'm assuming. Uh, here's my my uh, theory. I think under the plane, it can't be monitored. You can't see if it catches on fire. Whereas at least if it's in the cabin with you, right. you can see and do something about it. Yeah. Okay. Right. You yeah. can have a raging fire in a uh, uh, underneath, and they can do nothing about it because you can't get in there because it's pressurized and mm. separated. That's not pressurized. I mean, yeah, yeah. So there's not much oxygen up there, though, is there? Up in that eye? But um, yeah, yeah there's well, there, there's temperature, three problems. Oxygen is very uh, limited at whatever height it is. Um, temperature it can be well below so like sub zero, and uh, the pressure is will uh, take its toll too. It's amazing. I don't know if you ever noticed it when you've been flying, but the last time I went to America and we were coming into uh, Florida, there I was looking at the, the screen, you know, on the back of the seat. I was looking at the temperature, outside temperature, and, you know, it's pretty cold up high. What is it? Oh, yeah. Minus 30 or something like that. It's pretty cold. It, it, can, it can be like up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was watching it. And even as we got down, they were getting lower, 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 and it's still like, you know, like minus 10 or whatever like this. And it wasn't until like... I don't know, like, it just seemed like only a couple of hundred metres it'd just go from cold to about 25, you know? So yeah. the heat you, of the earth is not a wide blanket. Yeah, and there's some, um, I don't know if you ever look closely at your window, sometimes you'll see um, little frost frost building up on the outside of your window. Yes, yeah. Or inside, I don't know what it is. I think it's two levels, two, two parts of your window, and yeah, look, you can actually see the frost building up, so it's obviously quite cold out there. Well, talking about uh, being up high, how's this thing? The world's first space hotel. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so this is going to be hopefully ready to have a bit of a stay in in 2025. Now, I've got a, um, hang on, I've got a video here if I can keep this link, get this link working, just so we can have a bit of a look at it. Nevada uh, Desert or something, is it? No, it's up in space. <laughs> Hang on, let's go mute that. So we let's go back over here. Now, can we see that? There we yeah, go. No, yeah. Okay. Let's see this. Now I'll read you the story. After I skip that ad. Is that an ad? Okay. Um, yeah. So the orbiting space station is designed to accommodate 400 guests and has facilities that you find in top hotels such as restaurant, bars, and a cinema. This, uh, this is a, this is the International Space Station. No, it's similar to it. It's, it's, oh, oh. Yeah, it's not the International Space Station, but it's going to be uh, same sort of technology, they reckon, that, that made the 
the ISS. It has called the creation is uh, it has it has called the creation the Von Braun Space Station, and has plans for it to build upon technology that is already used in the International Space Station. It's going to be a big wheel. It's like a you know like the Brisbane wheel or the London wheel. It looks like that, but just out there in space. Well, it doesn't have to have an axis, does it? Oh, an axis. It doesn't. It doesn't like a, a Ferris wheel has an axis to uh, keep it above the ground. It yeah, spins in space, but yeah, yeah, it's a same thing. Yeah, yeah. So this thing just is just up there, and but it's going to like slowly spin uh, to give a I think as much gravity as about the moon or something like that. I said it will be lower. Yeah, I know. You think people would just oh. be still flipping around all over the place, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's um, it, it'll be more like a orbiting cruise ship with luxury accommodation and cocktail bars. The designers also think there will be space for educational seminars in the hotel. So, unlike the space station, the aim is for the space hotel to ha- yeah to have artificial gravity, so guests can walk around as normal. Um, this would make well, staying that's, that's the spinning thing would be the artificial. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it would make staying there long-term more feasible and short stays much more comfortable. The hotel has been designed in a 190-metre diameter wheel shape. And, uh, and, oh, okay. and I thought it would have been bigger than that. Well, 200 metres. That's quite a distance. And um, the plan is for this wheel to rotate, yeah, so it has the same gravitational forces. You'd think you'd get it on the moon. But, yeah, so uh, it looks pretty cool. It looks very cool. You think you'll be able to book it on uh, booking.com or what if maybe? Yeah, Trivago. Trivago, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. have a quick look for cheap uh, space station visits. <laughs> yes. And, you know, it wouldn't be uh, no vacancy, it'd be no space. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, it reminded me, you know, because I'm a you know Doctor Who fan, it reminded me there's an episode called The Wheel in Space. And uh, I could imagine that I think that was a lost episode, so I haven't really seen it. But uh, I, I guess that the wheel in space it was pretty similar to this, I think. Um, That's where they got their inspiration, hey? They probably did, yeah. The Earth Escape Pod, you're right, Justin. That's right. When the when the sun's going to explode, yeah. That'd be good. Wouldn't that be like great if that thing was self-sufficient and you could just pop it pop out of the Earth's orbit and then just keep going and going and going? That'd be cool. One day. Well, you see, you're suggesting project, uh, propel that uh, into yeah, space. Yeah, just let it go outside the Earth's orbit, and then just let it go like a, like the one of those satellites that have already gone out there. You, know, you might run out of uh, something, though. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, self sufficient. Got to be self sufficient. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, but yeah, be a little while off, but that'd be cool. I wonder how much that'd be. Oh, you'd be oh, half tempted to give that a shot. Bucks. I probably wouldn't go on the first hundred goes no because you think well if something's going to happen <laughs> give it a hundred goes you think you can afford it hey yeah it's probably pretty expensive hey but haven't made it yet have they uh i don't think so let me go uh for it's going to have 400 guests uh i read somewhere that doesn't i can't find it here but i did read somewhere that it's going to be hopefully ready for 2025 that's to make something that size like it took because it took uh a lot longer than ten years to make to what we talk. That's six years to make the uh, international space station. Why do they think they can make this any faster? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they've they've done it before. They know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm just looking to see get a date for you, uh, but I can't find a date. 
The, oh, yeah, the Gateway Foundation, who's building it, hopes to have its space station hotel up and running by 2025. Hmm. I believe it will happen one day, but uh, there's a lot of things uh, against uh, opposing because uh, fossil fuels to get there is a big problem. Yeah, yeah, it it's, takes a lot of energy. So, so many fossil fuels are used to, um, and we're running out of fossil fuel. Well, we've probably got enough to run run for the next several many years, but um, yeah, I reckon we won't have enough to get up there. By the time we run out, we've probably figured out how to mine other planets or something. I think yeah, we got yeah. a bit for a while. I think. As, uh, yeah, but no need to waste it, though. Now, I do have a uh, story, by the way. Oh, okay, you can have a, have a go. Yeah, yeah, okay. I haven't got many, but I've got one here. Um, I haven't read the content of it, so it could be awful. It's, right. um, face, just let me uh, bring up the detail. Uh, sorry, you're just going to have to listen to me. Facebook could, Facebook could be a, uh, could be about to start hiding like reaction counts. Uh, Facebook could soon start hiding likes on posts to help in, improve users' mental health. The oh. company also tested a similar move on Instagram as a way to help break uh, users' fixation with getting likes on their pictures. The social... i just read a couple more sentences. Uh, the social media giant told Forbes it had been considering a test that would hide like reaction counts. No tests have been run. I haven't even tried it yet. Uh, the news comes as Facebook reveals its face recognition technology will now be available to all users with an option to opt out. Well, right. that's interesting that they're uh, opting uh, lies, giving people the option to opt out of uh, face recognition too. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, with the likes, that's that's a good idea because. People just, um, I reckon it's it's contributed to mental health in the world. Uh, this, this, how many likes you've got, and uh, same with Instagram. And um, yeah, I, don't I think th- it's curbed some bad habits. I'd um, I'd have to, I'd have to disagree uh, to a certain point. <laughs> I'd say, I, I would say, uh, okay, yes, in this day and age, because of the way that some of these people have been brought up, maybe that. Yes, that they play so much emphasis on likes and dislikes and you know just really uh, superficial stuff. But like, but uh, shouldn't we be tougher than that? Shouldn't it? Shouldn't the brain and the body just be tougher than oh dear, I didn't get any likes on that. No one likes me. Boo hoo. Well, if if it was tough enough, you uh, wouldn't use it, I suppose. Um, the, the the problem is, there's plenty of people out there. Uh, the amount of likes and tags and stuff they get on Instagram, Facebook is a measure of their uh, likability. Mm. And that's how, that's how they see themselves as being being measured. And I believe that is affecting mental health. Now, this shouldn't be the case, but um, Wouldn't is there be... any good reason why they should count likes? Oh, well, yeah. So you know why? how good you are. That's exactly the point. <laughs> so, but like you, you to measure yourself against others to see if you're if you're uh, of any worth to anyone. But wouldn't you be more worried about how many friends you've got? Like, because likes are whatever. Like, likes are probably only going to come from your friends. Or, or nah, friends, friends are thing. Uh, from my understanding, friends are more a thing of the past, and uh, your likes. Uh, 
Uh, amongst other things, likes and tags seem to be more important. Well, I know the Instagram because of... people people have friends and they're not necessarily friends. They're just someone that's they've added because mm. they've they, they've heard of them. Yeah, I'm, I, not, I'm not looking for experience here either. Yeah, I've seen you know you look up some people and their friends they've got like three thousand friends. Yeah, no way. But like, I don't know. I think it's just all so. Um, it's just all so. Nothing. <laughs> well, let's say his example. I put a sexy picture of myself up there, and I get one like. And I've got, I could have three thousand friends. Yeah. If I get one like, that's a clear indicator that uh, I'm pretty ugly. Why are you putting pictures up though? This is another problem that is that has led to you wanting to put a picture up because to, I want people to like me to get acceptance. So that you, there's another issue. It's not how many likes you get. There's another issue going on. Oh, yeah, and there's a lot of underlying issues behind this. And I believe people of the future that that, uh, the education system will implement a – will hopefully take social media and people moving forward uh, that are are brought up in social media and if education system – deals with it i believe that people in the future will will be able to handle this stuff it's just us people like uh up until a certain point in recent years that people have brought up with industry in, in the industrial age education system which um doesn't really cater for things like uh facebook and social media but i like you know i get it with the kids you know they they go oh, um yeah, she is he just called me this or is he just done this and blah 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 and then I just say you know having a fight about this is so, so just so such nonsense. And is this on social media or just face no, to just, face? No, just in real life. <laughs> and <laughs> and I just turned to the little fellow, the young bloke, and I just say, she like I said, she your sister must be a very very powerful person to be able to invade your brain like this all the time and make you switch off from what you're doing, having a good day, now you're having a bad day. She must be very powerful, you know, and he goes away, thinks about it, and hopefully at the end of the time he'll, he'll realise that it doesn't matter what people say and do, it's not physically physically going to hurt you. Um, just trying to bring him up a bit tougher, you know. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. Well, well, there's obviously something, something wrong somewhere because the stats indicate that uh, there's a problem out there. Yes, yeah, I, I, I probably agree that there's probably a problem. That's why they're trying to do it. But Instagram did it with the likes or the loves or whatever, didn't they? They they yeah. hit them from public. I think you can. Like I've, got, I've got to remember, I've got two kids that are that are uh, in late teens, early twenties, and those um, those likes <coughs> on Instagram were rather important to them, and right. it's reduced the um, the amount that they. Uh, want or use Instagram as a result. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Maybe that's you, what... you know what streaks are? Streaks? Yeah, on Instagram. Well, no, only, I'd have to say like a streak as in so many in a row or something. Yeah, yeah, That's and that's exactly it. On Instagram, streaks are also um, uh, another similar, they're not good for mental health, where basically people have constant contact every day for a number of, so, so many things times and and i've i've known people that have constant contact every day for for people that they don't actually ever see face to face or really see face to face um and it, contact can simply be 
a click of a button just to see what someone's doing. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's still a streak, and they can go for years. Mm. Yeah, my son, he had um, he had a streak that he was going for like three years, and he went. Oh. Uh, I think he went on our holiday last week, a week before, and he missed a day which broke that streak. Wow. Uh, and so was he looking another, up another area which will affect mental health? So he's just checking in on another profile or something every day. Yeah, yeah just uh, oh. just checking in. Uh, so yeah, I, I could say to him, okay. Uh, what is Billy Bloggs doing doing today? And they say, oh yeah, he bought a new car. He, he bought a new car, so he um, he uh, split up with his girlfriend. Or right. he, it's 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 only one small piece of information, but yeah. it's, it's uh, makes it's you all keep coming back. It, it gives you a, a, a status level. Yeah, right. It's all about all about so these things we're talking about here are giving you a status amongst others uh, to measure your worth. But then Facebook gives you out badges as well. You know, if you like a page or you're a good integrator into a page, they'll give you a badge. Maybe they well, it still is like it still comes from your like button. You got the badge. Oh, well, you, you, you. Well, they're all similar things. Yeah, but maybe they should be stopping badges because the badges would sound seems worse. But anyway, yeah, they're not stopping the likes; they're just stopping stopping the numbering of it. Mm. Anyway, that was my little. That's my little two bob worth on that one. I won't read through the whole article. Uh, maybe in the show later after finished, uh, we can add that in there. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, well, while we're talking about uh, streaming, uh, <laughs> well, we've got eight, we? uh, okay. <laughs> eight men facing charges over illegal streaming sites. So, surprisingly, they uh, uploaded stuff to servers in the US. Like, I don't know why they do that. But anyway, uh, they, they claim to have offered more content than Netflix. So, oh, these, I had it. I think um, I got a feeling um, Will and Jace may have covered this last week. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just quickly, uh, quickly, Crush, yeah, go through it. quickly. Now I've started. Sorry to, sorry to put the wet blanket on you. No, that's all right. And I haven't listened to the whole episode, uh, so um, from last week. Sorry, boys. But uh, but anyway, just in summary, the the, the place was called Jetflix, <laughs> and I yeah, yeah. and I stream it all. Uh, claimed to have more than three hundred thousand TV episodes. They charged. Uh, 9.99 US a month. Uh, currently offers monthly plans. Uh, it's alleged that the coding, the services use coding to illegally obtain video from torrent sites like Pirate Bay, and yeah, they had them all stored in the US. Naughty people. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. You think they'd use a um... Chinese? Oh, I don't know. The US is the last place you want to use. I don't know. Let's let's go. Let's see if we can get Jetflix. Is it is the site still up? Let's see if it exists. Yeah. You're going to jail, mate. Hang on, Jetflix. Jetflix? It's probably shut down. Oh, there. Yeah, free down. Oh, it's a. Oh, uh, it looks a bit shonk. Yeah, it's not the right one. Uh, Riding on the coattails. Anyone make any comments on Facebook? Sorry? Is there any comments on Facebook? Not about, not about Jetflix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit of. Oh, was go, oh, you guys still on? Yeah. <laughs> now, um. Uh, yeah. uh, look, well, I've that'd got. That'd be dangerous territory if you ask me. <laughs> so, we'll probably one more this week, and uh, yeah, we're going great for time. So, one more it will be, and Paul might have something to say about this. Google launches Android 10. Uh, it's officially begun rolling out, formerly known as Android Q. And Android 10, the first version of the operating system to not include a code name based on a dessert or sweet since Google took over. Additional new features in Android 10 include accessibility functions like live captions, sound amplifier, a new smart relay, 
reply system, improve control over when and how applications can use your data, and blah, blah, blah. What, what can you tell us about that? You got any news on that? Uh, yeah, they they changed. They, they're ditching the, the uh, dessert side of it. I can't remember why. Um, Ran out. Maybe they thought it was time. Um, Get fat? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had a, I did have an article to uh, uh, move on from there, but I've lost it. That's all right. Um, well, look, I'll, I can go on. Full details of all the changes in Android 10 can be found on the official site. Uh, those on compatible Google Pixel handsets will begin receiving the over-the-air updates in the coming days. Uh, so those too impatient to wait for over-the-air updates can download and install the upgrade manually from the Google's developer's site. Uh, Android 10 updates are available for a whole range of Pixel 3a XL, 3a, 3xl, 3, 2xl, 2xl. I reckon they, they will come to um, Android 1 devices pretty quick too. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe I'll fire up the Xiaomi and uh, yeah. <laughs> see what changes. You won't do that. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got one. So, look, I thought about uh, getting rid of my Xiaomi, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to uh, keep, keep it. Keep it in the cupboard. Yeah, I'm gonna, it. and I'm going to keep him charged because every now and then someone rings up and says, I can't hook up my emails and I've got an Android phone. So now if I've got an Android, I can just, you know, I can punch through with them while they're on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, it's, I'll just... um. As you know, I did have an article, something to bring up about that. I may as well, if I can't find the article about it, I'm not going to read it. I'll just talk on uh, what I read. Yeah. Do I don't need to authentic- have authenticating story, to, do I? No. <laughs> There's no rules. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've had my Xiaomi um, 3A. You can't see it. Oh, yeah. It's a bit bright. Um, yep. That's, a, that's an A3. You can see down the corner here. Yeah. See, you see a little uh, a bit of. A mark there. Right. Broken already. Oh, is it the glass? Yeah, I smashed the screen. Oh, have you got a protector on it? No, I did. I thought I was smart enough not to need one. Oh, that old trick. Well, obviously, I'm not. No. The old trick, think you're smart enough. Yeah, well, obviously, <laughs> I'm not. And the, th- the problem is, it's a, rare, it's a rare brand. It's a rare um, model. And it's an AMOLED screen. So it's going to be hard and expensive to try and get a replacement, too. Can't, what about if you got some of that stuff for windscreens? Supposed to <laughs> fill it in. Yeah, I've got some super glue as well. Maybe that'll work. Well, what you might have to do just put a dab on it to stop it from splintering further. Would no, it's, it's stuffed. It's it, luckily it's only. I think it's you know how you with your phones you got different layers. You got like a digitizer layer, and then you got LCD. Even though they're they're Velcro, they're stuck together. Yeah. Uh, under the very top layer is broken, and LCD is still fine, and everything's working fine. So I'm just hoping it'll just continue to work for the next ten years the way it is. I don't know if you can see my phone. Yeah, I'll show you up there, but I, I put a. Uh, you see that crack in it? Yeah, that's in the screen protector. Yes, I was yeah. happy with that. <laughs> my last one. Would you believe I had a, had a, a Xiaomi uh, Mi A1, which is what you had? I had a screen protector on that, and I didn't break its screen, so I thought. Oh, I won't break a screen on the new one. No, of course you won't. Of course you won't. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, I wanted, yeah, so what I was yep. going to go on to say, um, with the <laughs> next Android update, yeah. I have the understanding that they're going to uh, remove trusted face recognition, which I believe is a face unlock feature. Right, yes. That sounds right, um, yep. And I will just give, I didn't, I can't, I'm not talking for fact here. I'm just, uh, from my understanding, 
uh, until they improve the front cameras on phones that have depth perception, depth perception. So you can't just put a picture, picture. of a, mm. someone up in front of it. Until they implement that, I don't think that facial recognition should really work. You know how the, the uh, back cameras on phones have those laser d- d- measures and mm. fancy fancy triple cameras? It does, yeah. Until they can implement that on the front, I can't see why facial recognition would work all that well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Why, why, why we'd say it's secure. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Like, uh, I don't think it's too much to ask to use your thumb to open it. Yeah, oh, yeah. and that's, not nothing's uh, absolutely foolproof. Um, and someone said to me today, one of the problems with the face unlock thing, someone can be asleep, yeah. you can grab their phone, take a photo of them, and you got into their phone. Yeah. Um, or if they're standing in front of you, you can, take, you can hold it in front of them and you've got it. Even mm. like, as long as their eyes are open, they probably notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't have a problem with that. I'm what, on board. Someone, you, someone what? No, I don't have a problem. I'm on board. Get rid of it. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, the good old pattern or the numbers, they seem to keep on coming back to that. I, I believe they can improve this uh, face unlock thing, but um, there, there's inherent issues which I've got to overcome. Mm. Who knows? Um, yeah. Retina scanners. I think, what, what's the thing in the back of you, the very back of your eyes? Is that a retina? Yeah, retina, that'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should just build uh, dual retina scanners into them or DNA DNA testers. But like you know, like if so, if you're going to get into someone's phone because they're asleep, like why why would you just put their thumb on the phone while they're asleep or wait? Yeah, that's why thumb is not. Uh, you got to touch them to do that. But your, your thumb is also not a a hundred percent secure. A retina scanner is because if you're asleep, you've probably got your eyes closed. Yeah. Yeah. Or a DNA sample. No, not even DNA sample. DNA is a fairly complex process, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they do it, but, yeah, they'll figure it out. They're smart cookies. Now, I thought yeah. uh, we've been doing the what's happened this week in tech history, so I'll run through a couple of these. And, oh, uh, yeah, that's a new episode, yeah, a new segment. You like that segment? I don't mind it, yeah, because it, it, gets, it gives the opportunity to um, think uh, back, reminisce. Yeah, well, how about you reminisce on this one? It's September 4, 1998. Can you have a guess? Uh, Windows uh, 98. Something to do with Larry Page and Sergey Brin filing corporation papers for Google in California. Filing on a Friday, the date of official incorporation would be marked as Monday, September the 7th. Starting out as a privately held company, Google would hold their IPO about six years later on August 19, 2004. Gee, okay. The, no, I didn't know that. The first commercial hard drive, September 4, 1956. Look at the size. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You were around. You were, You stepped out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the hard drive, that picture there? Yeah. The, it looks gigantic. <laughs> the IBM 350 storage unit model one was announced, uh, 1956, which was the first commercial storage unit to use magnetic disk storage. The technology behind hard disk drives, about the size of two refrigerators, <laughs> and weighing in at one ton, the three hundred and fifty could store about four to five megabytes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So there you I go. Bet you, I wonder if it stored on platters or if it was on a metal drum. I think it did say discs, didn't it? Yeah, discs, ma- magnetic disk so storage. It did have platters. Yeah, the uh, the three hundred and fifty would be an integral part of the IBM Ramek 
305, which would be introduced nine days later on September the 13th. The Ramek 305 and 350 disc storage unit were designed to replace the punch card tub file system. That was the primary means of storing repeatedly accessed data. Look at it. Is yeah, that the platters yeah. inside it? Do you reckon? Like, you, you can see if you can zoom in or something. Um, Surely they're not visible, are they? I don't know. Control and rotate your wheel. That looks like... It looks like the platters. Gee, Hang okay. On. Hang on. Oh, now we're gone. Well, yeah, I you, that's this scroll then. Hang on. I got, can't handle it. Oh, it's no bigger. <laughs> they do look like the platters that are visible. They are, yeah. Glass, with a, looks like it's a glass cylinder, doesn't it? Yeah, it's something out of Doctor Who, the Master's TARDIS or something. <laughs> Who knows what it is. And I'll, <laughs> I just stuck my hand in the hard drive. And we'll do one more. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll do a couple of quick ones. eBay was founded. Yeah, I like this. September, uh, September 3rd, 1995. First engine, first search engine, September 2, 1993, uh, was, was known it? as... W- Sorry? What was the search engine? Uh, known as W3 Catalog or the CUIWWW Catalog. It was started mm-hmm. by Oscar somebody at the centre somewhere <laughs> because it's in a different language. <laughs> I could what not find that one for. <laughs> First fly by a Saturn, September 1st, 1977. My voice is going, all right, that's enough. And, um, yeah, oh, cool. Aldous Adobe. You know, go back to that. The Adobe one? Yeah. See Aldous Adobe merger? Yeah. I, I remember, that was 19, 2004. I remember I bought... Aldous, there was a product called Aldous PageMaker. See the logo in the bottom right? The um, Oh, uh, yeah. I had Aldous PageMaker. Yes, um, I remember that now. Aldous? Yes. Yeah, Aldous PageMaker was the desktop publisher to have in the 1990s. I, I got it in about 1997 or 8, yeah. something like that. It was called, and I was comparing, there was a product called, oh, it was a really popular desktop. It was, a, it was an opposing desktop publisher. Uh, Corel draw. Uh, it was made by Corel. Not Word Perfect. No, no, no. The Word Perfect is a word processor, not a desktop yeah. publisher. Oh, yeah. PageMaker. There was there was a couple of them, wasn't there? There was two. There was Aldous PageMaker, and there was a competitor, which was Corel Print Shop or something. Something like that. No, Print Shop was a graphics editor, um, but they were two fairly competitive products, and. Back in those days, you had to decide, well, which one we're going to go with. We went with Aldous, and since then, we've continued to we, – we, that was when I was in retail years ago. We used Aldous for – in that retail business for years and years and years, and we upgraded and upgraded. And then in 2004, as you saw there, it uh, went to Adobe, and then we got Adobe PageMaker, and we kept on upgrading, and it had such a long life. Like, we we started on Adobe PageMaker about 2000 and Pretty much shortly after Windows 95 was released, about it must have been about 1996, we got it, and it can and we continued to use it right up until about 2005. Yeah, okay. There's not a lot of software can boast other than uh, Microsoft uh, products. Mm. There's not a lot of software can boast to continue running for so long, and now mm. they've gone to um, CS5, which is called InDesign. Yes. And InDesign can still open PC uh, PageMaker files. Yeah, really. Yeah, so InDesign is the, the problem with InDesign. It went more to a web-based um, uh, production system as opposed to print-based because they could see the right in the wall for print. And um, we stopped using it then, and I just went to good old words and seen. 
Yeah, right. Well, maybe if you're uh, if you got one of the old IBM 350 disk storage unit model ones in the shed, you might be able to get a few page maker files off it. Boot them up. <laughs> That's 1950 something. You're about 30 or 40 years out there. Well, you still you still got to have one humming away in the in the shed. You put your oh, okay. You know, as long as they weren't any more than four to five megabytes, you use up the whole you use up the whole wall of your storage. <laughs> Jeez, it's uh yeah. So that's um yeah, and something else that I just thought I'd just throw in, uh, just before we leave, is the could talk about Adobe and all that sort of stuff. And um, Justin reminded me in the in the Facebook chat, Flash was Adobe's downfall. Yep, I think it was it Steve Jobs Absolutely. that said uh, a little while ago, well obviously a long time ago now, uh, that he said that no longer will we be supporting Flash. So. Uh, Jobs took Flash off the mobile devices, and now Flash is saying tadas in Chrome as well. So, uh, this little story here, uh, when was this published? July twenty sixth. Oh, it's a couple of years ago. But, uh, yeah, Adobe announced plans to stop supporting Flash at the end of twenty twenty. Well, there you go. That's another long life of a product. Uh, twenty years in mm. anything in, in in this game is 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 bloody big achievement. It, it had a miserable. It had a miserable um, ending because mm. it just it was just bad news. It towards the end, if you wanted viruses and stuff, you, you yeah, that's right. Flash, and that's 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 what it what that's was its downfall. But you'd be surprised how many people still got Flash on their website. Hey Tim, so <laughs> you want to take it off because gee, is that a customer of yours? No, it's someone I know. <laughs> Sometimes he watches in the chat. So, but um, but look, get rid of that flash. Yeah, but not only is it just old, and you know, uh, I'm not sure what Google Chrome's going to do to it at the end of next year. Whether or not it just might just come up, you know, with the broken or the jigsaw puzzle or something, yeah. just say can't do it. But not only is it you know flash and with all its inherited problems, but uh, Google doesn't like it that much. If you've got flash on your page, it it'll it sinks that ever slightly your SEO ranking. Oh, so, really? Okay, I didn't yes. know that. So if, you, if you've got Flash on your side and you want to try and climb the Google rank, uh, get rid of it because they're marking you down for it. Yeah. yeah. What about, uh, just on that matter, um, Java? Is Java facing the same problem and websites and stuff, or has it got a prosperous life? I think it's uh, still kicking along pretty well. Yeah, I, it's not an obsolete thing. I don't know a lot about it. No, nah, not as far as I know. I think it's uh, used quite a bit uh, I'm not a Java programmer or nothing I don't know yeah. either but um, I just fiddle around in WordPress and I know um, every, everything's Java everything's got JavaScripts loading in okay, and out so of it it's still well used because mm. I, I was told that there's JavaScript and Java they're, they're very different things yeah I think Java I think they're two different languages yeah, yeah and they're the same name it's a bit surprising they call them the same Yes, and yes, yes, because then you got your Java on the computer, but JavaScript yeah. on the web. You remember back in the old days, you used to have to, you know, you'd get your, your OS and you'd set it up, and then you have to install Java. Like, I haven't done that for years because they built it into uh, either browsers now for when browsing the web. Mm. Yes, well, new programmers, and here we go. New programmers and non-tech people alike have confused Java and JavaScript, but their yeah. only commonality is the word Java. Each is, a pro <laughs> each is a programming language in its own regard, and each has its strength over the other. One isn't necessarily better than the other. Programmers use both, and Java and JavaScript for a variety of different tasks. So JavaScript is in the early days of the internet, around 1990, uh, i.e. Netscape Navigator were the most two popular browsers 
that we're using it. Uh, and then the Java is a programming language invented by James Gosling and developed by Sun Microsystems. It took a bit longer than 10 days to develop. Uh, I think that JavaScript was about 10 days. It took yeah, closer okay. to four years. So, yeah, the primary difference oh, – we're not going to go into that. But if no. you just search I just up, wonder, how can they keep the same – how can they have the same name when they're hardly associated at all? Yeah, I don't know. I've got no idea. But I know you've just got to keep your Java up to date on your computer. I know that. So, if you've got it, I don't. What do don't you mean? Yeah, right. I, I don't have Java installed. It's, you know, some programs require it. You've just got to keep it up to date. Okay, Java, well, not the ones I use. Yeah, right. So you, if you go to your Windows start screen and yeah. just type in Java, nothing comes up in the search. Oh, yeah, it does. I think it might be – actually, I think Microsoft – no, I don't – programming language Java. Okay, well – But it doesn't come up as an installed app. No, I don't think it does. Software platform or programming language. Mm, okay. I think it's just a web search. That's all it does. Yeah, right. Um, I got a feeling Windows, Windows. Excuse me, sorry. Bless you. Windows and um, Google, I think, have uh, embraced Java, Java itself, reasonably well. I think. I'm I'm really no expert in this field. I should just shut up. Java code, Java code must be compiled, and Java JavaScript is all text. Each language uh, requires different plugins. JavaScript code is run on browser only, while Java creates applications that run in a virtual machine or browser. Java oh, okay. is an object-oriented programming language, and JavaScript is specifically an object-oriented programming scripting language. So there okay. you go. You're getting into the into the nuts and bolts there, eh? Yeah, so, yeah. Getting a bit muddy for me. Bit much for me too. I'll stick to me what I know. Yeah, I'll Good stick, old Windows. I'll stick to me WordPress GUI. Yeah. Hey, one, one more thing, just wanted to talk about. Yeah, I know. We hopefully haven't gone over time. Um, Always. Windows. Have you heard? There's been a lot of talk about Microsoft and Windows. I listened to a uh, podcast. Uh, uh, had Leo Laporte in it actually. Uh, of all people, um, and he was talking. He was talking about the fact that Microsoft. Windows is not a big focus and a big money spin or anything for them anymore. And um, they're really focusing in other areas. But mm. I've got to say, Windows is is the best, in my opinion, that it's probably ever been, um, the way it's operating. And yet it's not a good money spinner. Um, so I'm sort of thinking, has Microsoft got a future for Windows? Well, I think the future, well, yeah, look, I'm not speaking from any position of knowledge, but I think, like, I think from what I understand is that, yeah, they're just going to keep pushing out updates to Windows 10. I think Windows 10 is where it's going to stop. And then it's just going to just be updated, you know, with the, the additions yeah. every twice a year or whatever it is. It's going to keep improving, yeah. And uh, I think because, you know, you've got, you've got your Linux, you've got your Chromebooks, like, um, the world's just going mobile. You know, like, so yeah. there's some. There's a lot of people that don't have a desktop computer anymore. Like, if you weren't doing, uh, say, video recording or doing what we're doing here now, uh, if you're just the average Joe, you probably your iPhone or your iPad might be enough to get you by. Yeah, right? true. So, uh, but that's not that's not the reason Microsoft moved out of or is is not focusing and developing uh, that, that that so much. Um, it's more a case of. Uh, They've they've seen the cloud because they they put they're putting a lot of effort into Azure. Well, they're ma- they're yeah. making a lot of money out of it. They are they're, they're raking it in. 
yeah, and that's that, what they're there for to make money too. It's the same oh, as yeah. um, Amazon's doing fantastic out of there. Is the same mm. thing. So I guess like you could probably say that you know that the, they're making all this money out of the cloud, which is great. But okay, people got to access the cloud, so we better make a little operating system for it to do that. So maybe you know integrates yes. well. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to see what other people because. The way Leo, the way Leo spoke it was as, as if to say, oh, Microsoft. I'm not sure if it's got much of a future. Well, I'd have to say, Windows. Sorry, not Microsoft. Windows might not have much of a future. Well, I've got to say that it's Windows is the easiest to work on now than it has ever been. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what one. Like, be interesting to know what their time frame was. Not much of a future. What's that time frame? Twenty years. Yeah, and what, what's right. and what's their plan to? But oh, yeah. you just got to, in our industry, you just got to uh, change when change yeah. changes need and be prepared to continue changing, change fast. That's right. And Justin in the Facebook, he says Windows 10s version making money from the App Store. Good question. <laughs> that a, that's uh, the that's App a funny Store, one. That's still pretty crap. That App Store. <laughs> I was in the App Store the other day because I I got my little Sonos speaker over here behind me that I listen to Spotify through, and I thought yeah. oh, I wanted to I wanted I listened to something on the web page. I thought wouldn't it be good if I could send the computer sound to the Sonos speaker, and so I googled around and came across a couple of uh, items in the Windows Store, Windows App Store. One was five ninety five. One was I don't know seven ninety five. But just the look and feel of that joint just makes me go. This looks rubbish. I'm not even going to pretend to even i don't even want to risk i don't even want to try this i just what i just put up with listening to it on my computer speakers like i just don't like going into that window store at all like i've been in there plenty of times i do get the occasional thing from it but i don't like it like zoom uh not zoom there's a few things in fact i don't actually know what i get from the store you know you know notepad is being shifted out of the operating system and into uh the store right why <laughs> because i want people to use the store i don't know maybe i i don't know leo once again spoke a bit about that it was a little surprising because that that is a program that has stayed the same for so long and at times if you want a plain text editor you just jump in there and you yeah, uh, I know. use a uh, good old notepad and it, because you know what to expect you always have I'll tell you a better one than Notepad. I use Notepad++. Yeah, it's not a Microsoft product, though. No, that doesn't worry me. That worries me. (laughs) But look, it is... He's in the store. I'm in the store. Look, isn't it just rubbish? It's rubbish. And if I go Sonos, and we look at these apps I was looking at, and uh, nothing's got any reviews, there's just nothing going on in here. 595... And look at it. Just, You're going to pay for it. They want to give you something. It's just good. nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. Even the people also like, even the uh, the the icons or the avatars or the artwork for these things is rubbish. Yeah. And it's just... I remember I had um, no, just, an app a long time ago, which I was really uh, dark on. I, I listened to uh, EDM, that's electronic dance music, and the website I listen to music on is called di.fm. And... I used to be able to uh, listen to it uh, through an. Uh, there was a, a, a app they made of their own years ago, um, where you could you could run it. And then this was back in the Windows XP seven days. Hmm. Then Windows ten comes out. The Windows Store comes along, and then they make a di.fm uh, store uh, an app on a store. Well, 
that was the biggest piece of rubbish, that piece of software. <laughs> and I, I basically used it for a while and they ended up just canning it because yeah. it didn't work properly. And I ended up just going to the website and listening to it there because it was so, so crap. Yeah, I know. It's rubbish. But anyway, they've got to fix it up. But obviously that's not where their focus is and developers aren't no. focusing there either. So, yeah, it's just going to die a little unnatural little death, I think, that, that yeah. joint. But, uh, yeah, but all right, well, let's get out of here. We've um, yeah. done a good one tonight. This week, right. you got to yep. go for uh, other. You got to go and do a delivery. Yeah, got to go for a drive. Good stuff. All right. Well, thanks for coming in, Paul. It's been good no to worries. talk to you again. Uh, and sure. um, where, where, where can people reach you at? Uh, they can just search for Entire Computer Services on Google, and you'll find me there. All right, and uh, wealth of knowledge he is, old Paul. He comes out and fixes your computers and hooks you up to the internet and does the internet research for you and all. You do it all. You're very good, very good. Whatever you need, I'll do it. That's right. All right, bring beers with you. Okay. <laughs> all right, thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone, on the Facebook. And uh, we'll see you soon, eh? All right, good stuff. Hope the Sharks win on Sunday. Big day, big oh. day. All right, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.